Black Pride cast. As always, this is Levi Damien. I'm flying solo again for this episode. I'm out of training camp with another special episode. An interview with Raiders linebacker Nicholas Morrow. Uh, it was really fun talking to him. I'll have that interview in a second. Just If you're not really all that familiar with Nicholas Morrow's path in the NFL, he came out of a Division III school. I impressed early on. In Raiders in the Raiders offseason as a rookie, and plainly put, as a as a rookie two seasons ago, he was my pick for the Raiders Rookie of the Year. He was the best line, not just the best linebacker, but the but I think he bested the entire rookie class that year. And uh, he came on strong late in the season, um, and then he did it again his second season last year. Uh, it was Gruden's first year at. at Near the end of the season, with a couple of the other young hopefuls, he got a, he got another shot, and he and he showed well for himself once again. He comes into his third season with the team, and he's seen as the team's nickel linebacker right now. He's each season he's basically had to. I mean, obviously he had to start over as a rookie, but then he had to start over as a in his second season. And then they this this off season, Brandon Marshall became available, and they signed him. And then Morrow again had to take a back seat to a veteran coming in, and so he's going to have to fight his way back into the lineup, back into get, earning his reps. But it's something he's used to doing at this point. He's also he also carved out a nice niche for himself last year on special teams. So that's always that really ups the value of any player when they can play well on special teams. Uh, Morrow is one of those players. Uh, special teams coach Rich Pisaccia several times has uh, has called out Morrow as being one of his better guys on special teams, and you can see it on the field. He makes uh, uh, a lot of good tackles and blocks, both on uh, coverage and return teams. So I had a chance to, to speak with him. He's a really good guy. So I think you'll enjoy this interview as much as I did. So uh, I guess first of all, I mean, this is what? This is your fourth camp? Third. Third camp. They all run together at this point. They do. So um, outside of them running together, have you noticed any differences in this camp than previous camps? With uh, your approach? I think the biggest thing of this camp is I'm not learning anymore as far as the scheme. I, you know, I can you know, I have a little more comfortability in this game because it's, it's my second year in it. So not seeing things for the first time as much, more so seeing it you know, for the second, third, fourth maybe time and, and then just going and perfecting the, the technique or the play, whatever it is. So it's a, little, it's a little easier to go out there and play and just play and not you know, be on autopilot almost instead of just sitting there thinking, oh, you know, we're in this coverage, I got to do this. We're in this, this front, I got to be here. It's just it's coming to me a little bit more. Head's not spinning anymore, yeah, as exactly. you say, which, which I imagine being your, being that was your second camp, mm-hmm. that this is the first time in your career your head hasn't been spinning because the first one was obviously, you know, you're in the NFL. Man, I didn't even, it was crazy as I just thought about it. I didn't even, I came to OTAs late my rookie year. So when I came out here, I was literally, for training camp, I was learning some of this stuff for real for the first time. And just out there just trying to play. Like, I, all I knew really was man coverage. Everything was man to me. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of the coverage just until, like, maybe, you know, later into the preseason. To where I was like, oh, I made a mistake here. This is where I got to be here. So, yeah, I've been learning for a while. So, how does, how do you look back on that? I mean, when, when, you, when you compare the, the player you are now 
the player you were when you came in. I remember people talking about like, there were people online I mentioned, I was doing a little video of a couple guys mm -hmm. doing some footsteps and I was, I mean, there's a lot of new guys there, rookie minicamp, all that. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, that's Nicholas Morrow, look at him. Look at your fit work or something. You had a lot of fans out there. Yeah. Like, uh, what kind of... Probably a couple of uh, people from my college, just people that I played with. It's crazy, man. I've had, I've had people who I either played against in college just hit me up because you know it's, you know, Division Three, UMAC. Also, UMAC. Think about UMAC is it's kind of special because there's a little bit of a brotherhood, man. We're all kind of close. We all play in the same the area, that southern Illinois, and the Minnesota guys play in that area too. So we all kind of kind of a little, little close. So. I had a couple of people from you know, UMAC hit me up and stuff like that, so yeah, that's cool. You were, uh, obviously, you were a big man campus mm -hmm. back then, and you come into uh, you come into Raiders camp, and uh, how do you, uh, I mean, there are a lot of guys that come, that, that are like the, the talent where they come from, mm -hmm. and they come here and they realize that there, there are a lot of guys that are just like them. How do you, how did you stand out originally to, uh, to, to you know, get where you are now? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, coming out of high school, you know, I, I played offensive line for three years, and I didn't play varsity until my senior year. And the only reason you say I played, offensive line? Yeah. Wow. You know, I didn't play. I didn't play varsity until my senior year because I couldn't play JV because I was a senior. And so they put me on varsity. No one knew who I was. No one really cared. I'm sitting on the bench. It was a jamboree game, and my coach calls me up from the bench like, "Hey, just get in there and play uh, outside linebacker, play man." So I have no idea what I'm doing. Just go play man, find football. <laughs> I did that. I ended up playing seven games. I got I got a concussion. I was out for the rest of the season. So coming out of college, I mean, coming out of high school, you know, I didn't have even when I was going to Greenville. Like I was like, other dudes had all state, all conference, they had all these accolades, and I was like, eh, you know, I played JV, you know, I played varsity. And so I kind of I, before I got here, I was already in that role of not being a big guy, guy on campus. You know, I played with a, I think he was like the number two guard in the nation, Grant Hill, uh, Cameron Tony was like a three star. Uh, Deion, Deion, what's his name? Uh, Moore, forgot his first name. He played in South Alabama, running back. He got a he got an offer when I was a, a senior. So and I played with guys who had bigger names than I was. So when I came to, to Oakland, it wasn't a it wasn't a culture shock to be the guy at the bottom. It was like, hey, where you going? I've been here before. So. Yeah, we talk about you know I was talking about doing those videos and people are just like really stood out on camera. How quick. How quick your feet were? Has that always been what uh, what's caused you to just you know to beat out the other guys and just uh, quicker feet? I don't know, man. Um, I guess. I mean, I think I've, I've always had to work on it. You know, I've, like I said, I play offensive line, so I, I spent a lot of time with my footwork and took pride in, it, especially coming out of college too, because I was coming out, I was trying to come out as a safety, so I had to do a lot more footwork. So, I've always, I've always, you know, tried to be on top of my footwork and hip transitions. That's the big thing I am right now. Is, is you know, I got a new training, so he's all about hip transitions. So just trying to work on the hip transitions and stuff like that, as, as well as the footwork. So yeah, I think that that's one of those things that has given me a step up. Last year, last year near the end of the season, did you feel like you really were coming into your own late last season as a, as a linebacker? Yeah, I think I think you know we talked about it as a defense, just finding your identity. And I think slowly, I was figuring out the things that I was good at, things I wasn't good at, and then figuring out ways to strengthen, strengthen those weaknesses, but also like let those strengths you know, shine. So I think definitely being able to play next to a guy like Tyre, in my opinion, is probably one of the hardest workers that I've ever played with. I mean, he's in year eight, he's always on time, he's always at every lift, he's in there in special teams, like he takes it serious, he's a true pro. And um, so that helped me as far as, you know, getting, getting the defense down because he was there teaching me. But 
just understanding you know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and, and figuring out how to navigate those things in this league and uh, learning how to win. I think it's my that's the thing, you know, what I learned about Tyre is like it's not the biggest, it's not the fastest, you know, it's not the strongest, but he's got good hands, he's got good hips, he's got good feet and he, and he learns how to win plays. And I think that's one thing I had to learn. It's like how do I win and play with, with the skill sets that I have? And so yeah, definitely during the end I was figuring out ways to win. Uh, on that, I mean what did you learn about how to win on each? Yeah. Uh, how do, how I mean, do you win on each play? I mean, one of the big, like you said it, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest dude in the box. So I gotta be able, to, I gotta be able to have, you know, good footwork. I gotta, gotta be able to run. Um, I gotta learn how to read off my offense, my D lineman. You know, understanding the different back sets. I guess like, my, my football knowledge had to get better. Basically, is what I'm saying. You know, with with Coach Lip and, and Coach Gunter, they taught us, you know, how to watch film, but also how to look at what the offense is doing. Hey, we get a. You get a gun near, we're in the red zone, you know you're going to double down on the three. If we're in some type of shell coverage, you got two gaps, you understand that you can step to the A gap and, and fall back. You know, me being fast enough, I can step in there real quick and jump out. You know what I mean? Understanding I can do stuff like this, stuff like that. It's like understanding, you know, where I can use my speed. Yeah, I can, if, if I got some type of, uh, you know, tackle wants to come down, I got the B gap, and we get a, a stretch away from me, tackle wants to come down on me, I can beat him across his face right now. Or I can, you know, set him up, get him to stop his feet and then go. You know, just understanding how I can, how I can win in certain scenarios. Um, in the defense, and then coverage-wise, obviously a lot of my coverages, I'm either on the back end with the running back, I'm in direct coverage, or I'm in the zone. So you know, just learning the different spots. You know, that took a little bit for me, but learning the different spots and where to be in to help out the coverage on the back end as well, because it's all it's all got to play together. Right, the rush got to do their thing, and then the mid mid level, the underneath the coverage got to do its thing, and then the you know, the deep players and so understanding what they were doing also helped me understand oh hey I can you know if I got the running back and then we're in this coverage I can stay inside a little more because I got help here I can stay outside because I got help here so just stuff like that you know I know it was a lot probably but, no yeah. no I mean that was, that was I'm gonna have to listen to that again once it's <laughs> just to, just to get all of it but uh but you talk about like using your strengths to to be able to to win these like maybe other guys might not be able to do what you're talking about you said you could just bounce in and then get out quicker you can give yourself a little bit more of a cushion when you when other guys might not because they might not be able to make up that speed what about the how about the coaches are they are they looking at those things and they're playing to you, they're using you to play to your strengths um i, I can't that's a that's a loaded that's a good question um, I think this defense is designed to play in this division more than anything, right? We're doing certain things up front with the fronts and the coverages to help out with some of the things that we're seeing in our division. And it just so happens that the things that we're seeing in our division and the fronts that we're installing kind of fit my skill set, if that makes sense. And so to answer your question indirectly, yes, right? Like it, the things that they're doing are because I, I do well with line stunts. Like a lot of my tackles that came on the, in the uh, second half of the season, came when off the D linemen were moving and I could fit off of them. Like there was a play against Cincinnati in the red zone, right? We had Hank, he, he, he went across the center's face. There was a stunt we had and then I knew, hey, once he goes there, I can go to this A gap right now mm -hmm. if he's open. I went there, got a TFL against uh, Joe Mixon. So just understanding the different line movements because that really helps me, the, the different line movements because it keeps, it keeps offensive linemen off of me. Obviously, I'm not a, like I said, not the biggest dude, so I need, I need to be able to, you know, move around a little bit and the line movements help keep me free. So, yeah, we, we do like a couple of line movements that help me play off the line movements. Um, some of the fronts that we're doing, I play as much because so we, we, cover, we uh, installed a defense, certain coverage, I mean, that that's really placed in my skill set. It lets me kind of just sit in the middle and, and, and use my athleticism. So there's certain things that we're doing as a defense that I believe fits my skill set, especially up on the front line as far as with the fronts and some of the coverage that we installed.
after last season, um, probably like you said, you said you said you were felt like you were coming into your own. Did you feel like you had a like? I'm gonna put this like they bring in Brandon Marshall. He's a great coverage linebacker. He's known for that. You're known for that. Does it feel like third year you're you might have had a had a chance at that that starting job, and now you kind of have to start over a little bit? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, hey, I, you know what? I'm glad you said it because my man Kyle Wilber is my guy. He said he showed me a, a quote. It was like something like, uh, "I'm not starting over from you know from the bottom. I'm starting over with, with some experience, right? So if I'm starting over, you know, I, I've I've got like, two years of experience under my belt, which helps me go forward. Um, but no, learning from Brendan Marshall has definitely helped. You know, I like this is not the first time they brought in veterans, right? My, my rookie year they brought in Navarro Bowman, second year they brought in Derek and Derek Johnson and E Man and Tyre, and now uh, they brought in Vontez and Brandon. So, you know, I've, I've had to take a step back and learn from those guys. But I think the biggest thing is when you're in this position is you got to learn. Like, if you just sit there and say, man, I, I got to be playing, like, I'm now it's my time, and when your time comes, you're never ready. And so, just Taking my step back and just learning from this dude. Right? I can I, I can learn a lot from Brandon Marshall. I can learn a lot from Vontez being the system. You know, I can learn from from Brandon, who's you know not necessarily a bigger dude, but he's learning how to you know play coverage in this league. He's been in this division. That's another big thing because our division, in my opinion, you, know, you look around. You know, we're not gonna you know line up and pro I and run like a throw. And I'm gonna spread you out, force you to cover a tight end, force you to cover a running back, force you to take the RPO. Brandon Marshall's seen that, so I can learn a lot from that guy. So. You gotta sit there and learn, but once your opportunity comes, you gotta be ready. I think that's the biggest thing. Yesterday at practice, we were talking about you, you and Brandon Marshall being coverage linebackers. At some point after after a team session, and you probably know what I'm go, where I'm going yeah. with this, but but like they ran two routes, two running backs. It was DeAndre Washington against uh, Brandon Marshall, and he kind of shook him out of his yeah. shoes there. And then the next one was you against uh, I think it was it was Doug Martin, yeah. and you stayed with him and knocked that ball yeah. down. Is there any kind of like when you guys get back over there, like yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, I nah. got it, I got this one. Not for me, man. I like, like I said, I can't, I can't look at it like that because I, I, I feel like I gotta learn a little bit. You know, I, I learned from his mistake there too, right? But that's funny you said that. No, I, I didn't look at it like that. I just kept playing. I didn't really didn't pay attention to it. I wasn't also like this. You know, I was paying attention to what they were doing as far as the coaching stuff. That wasn't a mistake, obviously. You know, they, were trying to, they were trying to figure something out. But no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it like that. Man. I didn't look at it. Like okay, so, uh, so. Basically, every player in the NFL has, has areas they want to improve each season. Obviously, this being your third third season, um, what what areas would you say you're focusing on specifically right now to, to improve uh, this year? Biggest thing is like recognizing formations, uh, jet motions, Y motions, those different types of um, man RPO looks. Like just understanding the formations and what offenses are doing. Like I, you know, a couple of times last year, I found myself in no man's land because I didn't see the flashers or I didn't see the the jets. I didn't see the goals and stuff like that. So just understanding those different formations and and motions that the offense are doing pre snaps to help me, you know, make that make that play faster, right? Because some of the, some of the plays that I missed, I could have made those plays if I just would have had my eyes in the right spot or you know understood. Hey, pre snap, this is what they like to do. So just getting taking that next step and understanding what the offense is trying to do to us in certain sets and uh, formations and stuff like that. Every time we've mentioned um, special teams around Rich Passaccia, Coach Passaccia, he's uh, he has uh, seemingly made a point to bring you up. Like, don't forget Brandon Morrow, what he did last season, what he did for me last season. He's one of our better special teams guys. How how important, how big has special teams been for you in your career? 
Yeah, it took, I'm gonna be honest with you, until Coach Versace was here, I didn't care about him. Like my rookie year, I played, but the first two games I played all of them, and then you know, I got more rotation in defense, and they, they kind of took me off a lot of them. I was just playing punt. And last year, obviously, when all these veterans came in, I had to step up into a special teams role. The thing about with Coach Versace that you either love about him or you hate about him is that he takes his job very seriously. He holds you to a high standard, and he's going to get the most out of you. Um, he makes you, in my opinion, he makes you want to be a good special teamer. He makes you want to be a good player. And so I, how important special teams to me, you know, I think I don't think any player wants to be solely on special teams. But playing for a guy like Coach Versace, uh, I do it any day of the week. To be honest with you, I, I I love playing for Coach Versace. I think his system it works. I think he finds ways to encourage his guys, finds ways to put you in the right spots. And then playing next to guys like you know Markel's out there playing with uh, Kyle Wilbert, Eric Harris. Um, it's fun you do you know playing with guys that you came in with as far as Eric and and Markel. So. No, how important, obviously the kicking game is very important, but playing for Coach Versace, for me, was more important than playing in the kicking game, honestly. Right, Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thank it. You, man. Appreciate it back to your family. Have a good Sorry, one. Thank you. No, you're good, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate it, Nick. Once again, thank you to Nicholas Morrow for joining me for the Silver and Black Pride cast. A few of the interesting, most more interesting things that I think he said in that interview were, first of all, this is uh, it's interesting because it kind of dawned on me in the middle of the interview when I was talking to him that this is the the first time he's had the same defensive coordinator and the same scheme two years in a row in his career. When we talk about how this is how Derek Carr back in 2016, it was the first time he had the same offensive coordinator his second season and how you could see how much progress he made and a lot of people expect him to make that kind of progress this year. But we don't really talk about a lot of the defensive players being in the same situation. I mean, Morrow has outplayed his expectations coming out of a Division three school his first two seasons. So it seems logical to expect that he's going to take another step forward in the second year with the same defensive coordinator in the same scheme. And that's basically what he said is that the the one thing that's different now is his head's not spinning. You know, he's, he's not having to learn everything all over again. And I mean, as a rookie, he came in, he said he came in late to, to, uh, to the offseason practices. So in training camp, he was still in the learning process. And by then you're supposed to be kind of moving past learning the scheme and kind of just kind of getting it in your body. And so he's been fighting from behind his first couple of years, and now he feels like he's really able to take that next step and, uh, and just kind of learn the intricacies of the, of the offense and the, um, and the intricacies of the scheme that he's playing on defense. I mean, this is a guy that, shockingly, if you look at him, you think no way that he had ever played any position, but, but on you know probably on defense or, uh, or at least like a skill position of some kind. And he says he played offensive line, which is just crazy to me. I looking at this guy, how he ever played a position on the offensive line, especially being as fast as he is. He's got quick feet. We talked about that. And he's just, he's known for being a coverage linebacker. How you go from playing offensive line to being an NFL coverage linebacker that is as talented as he clearly is, is pretty amazing, really. It's impressive, the, the learning curve that he's had to overcome. 
And I also, another thing that really stood out to me when he was talking about how it, it can be easy to get discouraged when you're in his position to where you, where you feel like you've really fought to get to where you are and you've earned something. Maybe it's perhaps a starting job, especially when you think about last year, how late in the season, he was right there alongside guys like Carl Joseph and, and Eric Harris in their progress and being a standout on this team that needed to find some good young foundational pieces. And yet he comes into the season once again with them having brought somebody in and placed you know, a veteran, Brandon Marshall, and placed them ahead of him on the depth chart. And that could get discouraging and frustrating. But at this point in his career, I think he's got the right mindset when he talks about like if you sit, if you sit and say that now's my time and I got to be playing right now, then uh, then it's gonna it's gonna hurt you as a player. You have to sit back and learn so that when your time does come, and it may, you know, injuries happen. Brandon Marshall had injuries last year. He was out a lot of the off season, and a guy like you know Nicholas Morrow, he has to. He has to take advantage of the extra reps he gets in those situations. And if uh, Marshall goes down, he has to be ready to step in and once again prove that, okay, this is my time. And once, the, you know, once it all shakes out, it's possible that the, at the end of his contract with the Raiders, which should be, well, it'll be this year for his you know, regular contract and then be a restricted free agent, he can either get the get that starting job you know, by earning it with the Raiders, or he can get that starting job by earning it with, uh, with another team. So he's just got to be ready for that opportunity to present itself. And I also like appreciated his candor when it comes to special teams, how his first couple of seasons, I mean, it was first season that was, um, because the Raiders were just like really desperate for, for guys to step up on defense, he didn't play a lot of special teams. And he didn't see a lot of value, and he was always, and he came in, and they kind of played him more and more on defense, and took him away from special teams, and he, and he didn't really, it wasn't really a big part of his, his, uh, his path, his value. And then Bisaccia comes in, puts him on special teams, and Bisaccia, being the kind of guy that he is, a very passionate, very outspoken, profanity-laden um, coach that he is, just kind of you know inspired him I guess you could say he gave him that fire and he now he's excited about playing special teams and he should be because as you mentioned you play on special teams it increases your value as an NFL player if it comes right down to it if you're if you're not seen as a surefire starter and it comes right down to it and it's between you and another guy and you play better special teams they're gonna pick you you can carve out an NFL career being uh, sometimes starter, but a guy who always plays on special teams. You got, you know, like Kyle Wilbur is a great example. He's not a starter. He's not even second string most of the time, but he plays so well on special teams that he keeps getting NFL contracts. And he mentions Kyle Wilbur in that. And Eric Harris is another perfect example. The guy's kind of been a borderline, you know, usually a backup. Last year he was able to find on the starting line, lineup, but he keeps getting deals and he keeps carving out an NFL career because he plays so well on special teams and and you know they say fist football is special teams and there are probably on any given team there are probably three or four guys that will rarely ever see the starting lineup but are valuable because they can get down the field as a gunner 
or they can block on return teams or you know, like Dwayne Harris, they can do a bit of everything. So I found it to be a really enlightening interview with uh, Morrow. I knew him to be a great guy and uh, I was glad to sit down and have the conversation and I hope you guys enjoyed our, our talk as well. I learned a little bit about uh, what kind of player he is and why I think he'll probably, I think he's going to stick in the NFL for a long time. Honestly, I do. All right. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you again, hopefully pretty soon, on the Silver and Black Pridecast.